Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beyond Belief Podcast. This is just Alan. I am joined with Bill. Yo. What's happening, buddy? What's happening, man? Oh, you see it? Uh, just another <laughs> wonderful day. Another <laughs> wonderful day. I'm going to let you work for this one today. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, no, nah, I was just pulling some stuff up, man. Trying to trying to get everything trying to get everything in order. You, uh, you got more interesting stuff to talk about than I do as far as, like, catching up with stuff. Uh why don't you talk about your your luncheon? Absolutely. So a couple months ago on a podcast, I was I was talking about how I had randomly went to lunch yep. one day in a restaurant, and I met these two women. They were talking about Jesus and the the scriptures and everything. So I started a conversation with them. Well, we stayed in contact, and my wife and I had dinner or had lunch with. Um, one with a one of the women and her right. husband. Yep. Sunday, and it was incredible. We were like at Cracker Bowl for three hours. <laughs> they were like, "Hey, y'all gotta go." We were well, no, actually, we ate and everything. We had a conversation inside, and it was amazing. Like the waitress, you know, we were talking about Jesus and the gospel and and our relationship and everything. And the waitress is like. That's exactly where it's at. You know, it's it's more than just going to church and everything. It's about a relationship. So she chimed in. I'm like, well, okay, that's cool. Huh. So we were there and we, you know, prayed and everything. We went outside and we had like three or four people come by and they, you know, picked up on, you know, what we were talking about and they would chime in or whatever. So it, it was just a good time, good fellowship. It actually was fellowship because we were there talking about right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus so. was in the middle of it. Yes. You know, I, I watched this thing. Actually, I'll take that back. My wife was watching this thing by Ray Comfort the other night. Okay. Uh, Living Waters. Yep. And uh, so his videos, and I didn't know this. I don't, I, I watch his stuff, but I don't watch enough of it to know that he has like this fixed format, like where he will talk for a little while and then he does the street ministry thing. Okay. And then he... He does whatever at the end of it. But anyway, so he was he he was doing this part where he was talking at his desk and he was talking exactly about that, about uh, about what it means. I'm trying to make sure I have the context right. He was talking about what it means to have a relationship, not be in religion. And I, what's interesting to me, like he doesn't affiliate with like a church. He has a ministry. Right. So. When I think about things like his ministry is him going out and, but people would discredit him because he doesn't talk about a church. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like there's not like, you know, you get some of these people out there and they're immediately associated with church, like Joel Osteen. uh, Right. You know, a lot of these people are very uh, connected to some type of church or organized religion. Right. And uh, so I just found it when he was talking about it, he, he was talking in favor of relationship right. and you and I talked about, you know, religious leaders are the ones that killed Jesus Christ. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that the, the, so my point is the center is Jesus Christ. He is the center of 
our Christianity, what everything focuses on. Absolutely. Well, it should. Absolutely. The entire Bible is yeah. about Jesus. Yeah. Front to back. <laughs> Absolutely. Front so, to back. It's amazing. And then also, I, I wanted to share this. I believe I shared it with you, the um, Israeli woman yeah, that yeah, walked up. Yeah, so we were yeah. standing there talking. They were sitting in the rocking chairs, and my wife and I were standing there, and we were talking. And this little Israeli woman walks up, and she's like, are you are you born again Christians? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and she's like, and she's, we talked to her for like probably 10, 15 minutes, and it was just right. amazing. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. And that's the thing. If you're out and you're talking about Jesus, people are more receptive now. It seems right. And then also more people are interested in joining in a conversation about it. Right, right. So, right. I had a, <laughs> I have to tell myself, uh, I was going to send you this thing. Well, I think I did. I think we talked about it. I was, I, uh, I was researching, uh, Christian doctrine and the fundamentals of Christianity. Okay. So I was, I was just going through and I, you and I have looked at this, I don't know, at least a hundred times we've gone through the fundamentals of Christianity. We've talked right. about Christian doctrine versus denominational doctrine. And I was looking through, so I went through, man. And, uh, this is really telling on myself, but whatever, I don't care at this point. Uh, I've lost the care. Um, I read, I go through this guy's website and man, he's spot on. Like I'm reading the stuff. I'm like, man, I got to put this up on the forum. Right. Like this stuff is good. Yeah. Just the way he explained it. And it was in a chart format, which for me is easy to follow and understand and read. So then I, I look and it shows his website. So I go to his website and I spin over to the website and I'm like, all right, cause this is normally what I do. If I see something I like, I go try to research the, uh, where it's coming from. Right. So I can make sure, you know, it's on, it's online. So I go and I research this guy's stuff. I'm like, oh boy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Well, then he has this thing in there and this is, this is why it caught me, dude. <laughs> this is so bad. Cause I'm telling on myself, I don't care. I, you people make fun of me for this. I don't care. Cause guess what? Doesn't matter. Uh, you're just making fun of somebody that admits his faults. So I find this, <laughs> there's this book it says it's a book in the Bible. So I'm like, dang, did I not read that book in the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not kidding you, dude. So I forget what it is. I, I tried to look it up real quick and I can't, I can't find it. But anyway, it was like, it, I, ah, it's anyway. So I go through <laughs> and I read this man and I'm like, did I not read this book in the Bible? So I grab my Bible right. and I go to the front and I look through and I'm like, nah, I'm like, what book is this? Right. It's from the Mormon Bible. Uh. So, <laughs> yeah. So listen, man, I don't care if people poke fun at me. I poke fun at myself all the time. And that just goes to show, do I know every book in the Bible? I've read every book in the Bible, but it doesn't mean I can alphabetize them and sing them in a song. Right. Right. So I see this man and I listen, 95% of me was like, this is not a book in the Bible, but there's that one that (laughs) said, well, maybe I just missed that. Exactly. You know, because some of those, some of the minor prophets are like one chapter. Right. You know, and you read through it and you're like, man, that was quick. Yeah. Uh, So anyways, so this guy was like really off, man. And it found come to find out he was attached to Latter-day Saints and it was just all weird, but it was interesting to me that his 
paper he wrote, I say paper, it's a website that he wrote on, on Christian fundamentals. It didn't allude to any of that stuff. Right. And then, you know, wacky whack later. Well, I'll take that back. Let me real quick. He was associated it, his, his thing that he wrote said that he was a member of this association, the associate, this is how far I went and Doug, the association he was a member of belonged to the church of Latter-day Saints. I got you. So there he wasn't, but his, the association well, he made, we've was. talked about before, you know, I, I went through and I read a bunch of, uh, what we believe in, yeah. Ch- yeah. in church yeah, yeah. doctrinal statements and yep. stuff. Yep. And there's so much that was spot on, but then there's that one little thing and you're like, yeah. Ugh. So that's yeah. why it's so important to know the Bible, the doctrine of the Bible, because that's very much, that's the only thing that matters. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cause everything else is man stuff. So, well, and you start, you know, you start doing stuff like that, man, you, you've, you've got, I say you've got, you have to research things out. You have to, man, you cannot, it's so dangerous, man. You, I read stuff and I'm like, man, right on, right on. You get down to the third right. paragraph. You're like, Oh, exactly. You know, we've done, we've researched churches like that or yeah. organizations, Yeah. you know, how are they affiliated? And there's some that'll catch you, man. They are so good yeah. at hiding it. The next thing, you know, you're, you're reading stuff for hours and then you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Exactly. I posted something on the forum once I had to oh, no. wake up in the middle of the night and go in there, <laughs> take it off. I'm like, Oh right. my gosh, I hope nobody sees this. Yeah. That is the Holy spirit waking you up. Yeah. But it's all right, man. We have to be able to admit uh, our faults one to another, right? Like we have to be able to tell each other that we've screwed up, that we've absolutely because we've not ever, none of us have arrived. We never will <laughs> arrive until no. we're dead. No. And, and, you know, it doesn't hurt to say, hey, yeah, I screwed up. I shouldn't have, you know, I shouldn't have done this or that and and whatever. So, well, you know, it's interesting you brought that up. And this is it's just something that popped in my head earlier. OK, because when we first started the, pod, the this podcast, we had some pushback and, yeah, you know, yeah. um, my story won't wow you, but you know, because they didn't <laughs> do drugs or anything and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, you know, so that just popped in my mind. I'm like, ah, oh, these people just put themselves above everyone else, which is actually what we're going to talk about today is among them. You know, there's people that, oh, I've never had a problem or never done this. I've never struggled or anything. Yeah. And they place themselves above everyone else. Yep. And, Actually, I've been told by several people, like, Christians are the most judgmental people ever. And I'm like, yeah, they actually are. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, definitely. And and among them, you know, we were talking about um, oh, yeah. how Jesus interacted with people. Yeah. You know, and it's just amazing how Jesus, the focus of Christianity he was among the people. He had dinner with, you know, the sinners and the publicans and the prostitutes and all these people. But you have religious people nowadays that yeah. will, they look down on people. Oh, I can't believe, you know, they're driving that or they dress like that or, you know, they have tattoos or whatever. Um, Jesus would have been right there with them. Now, he wouldn't have joined in with their sin. Yeah, right. He wouldn't right. have been, been like, oh, that's a cool tattoo. I'm going to get one. I'm not saying that. But he would not 
And he does not dismiss people yeah. because of their outward appearance. And people do. You know, I, I watched this thing the other day, and I think I shared it with you. I can't remember the cat's name. Uh, gosh, it's a, it's a YouTube thing. And he has some he has some pretty notable people on there. Paul Washer, Costi Hen. Uh, you know, there's uh, John MacArthur. He's had some guests on there, and I can't, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's not important. Somebody that I was watching on there, this is so interesting to me. He, the person that he interviewed was telling that the Great Commission, I really don't want to speak wrongly about this. So if somebody facts check, checks me, whatever, good for you. I hope you find out what the answer is. But they said that you cannot, I think it was MacArthur. Or maybe it was even Paul Washer said that the Great Commission was commissioned from the church to go forward and and uh, be a part of the Great Commission, that it, that the church actually started it. And I was like, well, I don't understand that because we're all called to go out and be a part of the Great Commission. So this is where this is where you start putting out those things where it says you have to attach yourself to the church to be a part of the Great Commission. Right. And most of the folks that will say that are guess what? Part of a church. So, and I mean, it's not a, it's not a churchy thing. We just have to be careful. The Bible doesn't, if you're reading it chronologically in that way, right? You get through the gospels and then you get through acts, right? The beginning of the church and it starts the Pauline epistles. You start going through the letters of, of Paul. Somebody might preclude or come to the determination that everything meant an organized religion right. is what created everything else. And that's not, it goes back to Christ. Well, organized religion has become so convoluted. It's disorganized. So it is. <laughs> it should be it's called so disorganized confuse, Confusing. Yeah. And everything. Did that, you almost say Confucius? No. <laughs> uh, but it's crazy, how, how can you attach yourself to something like that? And, you know, it says in the Bible to, to be separate. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the world. But I also think that lovers of Jesus Christ need to be separate from the churchgoers, from the religious people that only have the T-shirt and the cross yeah. around their neck. Yeah. And, and so you have to be people have to be careful. Like, seriously, with this. We say it all the time. We're not we're an, not anti church. We're just anti church that isn't lining up with Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. You should not. You should not. And I'm gonna read a verse. And this is what got me on this the spin of this topic. You you're being indoctrinated, right? And I don't I don't I hate to say like the brainwash word, right? You know, everybody thinks of Scooby Doo and <laughs> and uh, you know how they say one thing and he's like Scooby Snack and then you know he sees the circles in his eyes and he's like oh Scooby Snack, right? And I feel like everybody's like church is the answer, you know. I've been there for twenty years. It's the answer. It's the goal, right? And and it's not, man. If you if you don't you don't have to take our word for it. Be in your Bible. Read your Bible. Right. Yes, you'll you any church can make an argument for anything they talk about. Uh and you know who does a really good job at this, man? I watched it yesterday and so many people have such a negative opinion about this guy, but Charles Stanley. Yeah. He 
he sits there. He will tell you the difference between a relationship and organized religion. Right. He tells you straight up. And, and this guy has a successful church, but he will tell you like he actually preaches on it. And anyway, so my my whole point is we have to be extremely careful uh, what we're paying attention to and how we're looking at things. And I think we get carried away. And our makes me feel good uh, club of the month. Uh, you know, we have to be careful with that. Very careful with Jesus Christ is the most important thing in our lives. And we should be paying all of our attention to that. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, I believe as Paul said, I would rather be judged for the good that I do than the bad. So if you don't attach yourself to a religion, but you're seeking Jesus Christ, I would rather be judged for that than be sitting in a church and not seeking Jesus or having that relationship. Because here's the thing, Matthew 7, 23. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you depart from me. Ye that work iniquity. He's not talking to the sinners there. No. He's no. talking to the churchgoers. Yeah. He's talking to the people that yeah. where he says in another place, you know, they honor me with their lips, but their <laughs> hearts are far right. from me. They go right. and they're, I'm right. a Christian, praise the Lord, you know, and, and all this stuff. You better be careful. But they do not have Jesus in their hearts. And that's the important. And I say this, I say this a lot. You can have all the knowledge, you can have all the um, titles, you can have all the everything that you think it, it takes to be a good Christian. You can look good, smell good, yeah, whatever. But until that knowledge, and here's the, the role of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will get that knowledge from your head yeah. and to your yeah. heart. Yeah. And that's where it matters, <clears throat> you know, because Jesus said, you know, when, when we were talking about being judgmental earlier. He was taught. He said that he looks on the heart, where everyone else looks on the outward right. appearance. Right. He didn't say anything about how intelligent you are. He didn't yeah. say anything like that. You no. know. No. He said on the heart. It doesn't matter how much you know. It doesn't matter if you think you're above everyone else. He looks on the heart. He knows. Yeah, I. You know, I have a. I have a. I have an issue. When I heard that people try to sell the Great Commission as only being, yeah, you we have were, to associate with something. We were told that. Well, I, yeah, and I mean, I didn't believe it then. I don't believe it now, uh, because geez, you sure would limit the way that people would go out and spread the gospel. Well, <laughs> you would cut it kind of short. I mean, how, and, there, and there's people that don't qualify within the church. It would take you years no. to. To review a church, to yeah. make sure they're spot on, to make sure they're everything easier that you know. need to attach <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Because yeah. there are people that attach to things that only find out later on that they messed up. Oh, like, man. Oh, Listen, you and I had I this conversation be. yesterday. Yeah. We were like, geez, what did we do? Exactly. I mean, and it's not, it doesn't mean. Uh, well, I mean, it does mean, it means you're not perfect, but it doesn't mean like you, you intentionally, I mean, we've, we've aligned with some people that later we've been like, 
evolution. Yeah. And I go because back, it doesn't line up to Christ. Well, I go back to it all the time. The seven churches in Asia Minor. Yeah. So you have churches nowadays. Oh, you can't do the Great Commission. You can't be a part of the Great Commission unless you're part of a church. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to find that the right church yeah. to be a part yeah, of. Yeah. You, you can't yeah. attach to just any church and be like, okay, yeah, because you may be leading people astray. You know, there are so many churches out there now that, you know, will repeat after me. You don't even have to leave your seats. You can repeat after me, you know, and say the Lord's Prayer or whatever, or the sinner's prayer, whatever they call it, which isn't right. But um, because that needs to come from the heart. It's not about reciting somebody else's words. It's no. not about doing all that stuff. Yeah. But you have so many churches that, that believe, you know, have that easy believerism thing Mentality, where, yeah. yeah. So it's so hard. And we are off topic, brother. No, <laughs> no, uh, nah, not really. I, I think it, and it is, I can, I can drive us back there, but okay. I want to stay on, on something you said for a minute. Okay. Um, it is important to find uh, the right place that you're going to spend your time in front of God. It, it is, it is very important. And I say that, you know, with Ashley all the time, I'm like, listen, this is extremely important. You have to. It can't just be any church. That's that's for just anybody. Right. Right. Like for the unsaved, get in a church. Right. You know, find your way, learn your way, get in front of Christ. Like, and as and as you read and as you learn and as you pray, it'll be revealed to you from the Holy Spirit. Right. It will, if you open yourself up for that. Now, if you're not doing any of the other stuff, yeah, go through the door and leave. That's all you're doing. Right. You're just walking in, sitting down, getting up, leaving. So yeah. uh and with that, uh, this is finally the segue into the episode. Okay. Uh, is Christ has to be in the middle. Jesus Christ has to be in the middle of everything that you do. He has to be. You will not have strength on your own without Jesus Christ in the middle. And so I wrote, I wrote a devotion. And the devotion was when I wrote it because... I was reading, uh, and I, and I had read many times about how Jesus sat among people, right? It didn't say Jesus was standing in front of them. It didn't say he was up on a mountain or in some cases he was, but not, he was never his, he was never being looked up to and looking down to people. Right. It was always that he was among them. And and there are incidences in our situations in the Bible where he wasn't, but uh, well, when he fed the the multitude, I'm sure he was at a higher level than the people, but he was always around the people. Yeah. And in two, and so two instances, this one is in, uh, and well, let me back up and make another point. Cause I almost okay. missed this. Point. Okay. The great commission is talked about in Matthew at the end of Matthew, right? And yeah. 28, uh, I think it's 18 through 20. It talks about go ye therefore and baptize all the, uh, it's there that they talk about that. And that's, that's before it's talked about in acts, uh, where the churches are starting to be built, but it's still not, we still misinterpret churches as physical buildings, right? The tabernacles existed in old Testament times. Oh yeah. Uh, that you could call a church, synagogue, synagogue, church. Yeah. yeah you could call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. organized religion. Right. Uh, so when we talk about church in the new Testament, the new Testament church is the body of Christ. 
It's not a physical building with a floor and walls and a roof and windows. And so anyways, all right, digress. I get back to this. Let me read this real quick. This is uh, Acts. Uh, And he probably made me lose it. It was all your fault. I'm sure. Uh, It's here. Oh, gosh. Oh, I just had it. Now you made me miss it. (laughs) Um, Hold on a second. I'll find it. No, I won't. Yeah, here it is. Verse 21. It's in chapter one, verse 21. It says, wherefore of these men, which have come accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto the same day that he was taken up from us, uh, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And it just, it's just talking about in this first chapter, uh, when the importance of Christ and when he was with them, but it doesn't say he led us or he, you know, we, we followed after him. It talks about him being in and out among us, right? That he was actually in the middle of them. And the only other one I'm going to read, uh, is this one, Mark three thirty three. And, and this is when Jesus' mother and brothers are, are sending for Jesus. It says uh, in verse 33, but he answered them saying, who is my mother and my brothers? And he looked around in a circle at those who sat about him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. For who's, whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and, and mother. It's, it's that, that sense of, of Jesus being in the middle of what we're doing and us being among him not the other way around. We're not in the middle surrounded by Christ. We're not the center of attention. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyways, that was the whole purpose of writing that devotion is I think as Christians, we, uh, we do, we get entitled because we believe Christianity is this label and this title that uh, puts us above other people and other things. And absolutely. And, and we, I say it all the time, man, we are not the most important thing. We are not the story. No. We have nothing to do with it. Consequentially, God doesn't need us. He needs nothing from us. We don't add to his glory, his power, his nothing. We add exactly. nothing to it. He just wishes that we would all be saved and yes. and that we would, you know, we are his children. He loves us, but you know, it's you know, it's like it's like okra. I could take it or leave it. No, it's not. But <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Well, no, when you brought this up, it was very interesting. It was a great topic because Jesus was among the people. He wasn't a dictator. He wasn't a servant. You know, like in John 4, Jesus talked with the Samaritan woman. Yeah. And there were so many times that, that Jesus talked with people. You know, he had dinner with the with the tax collectors and the publican well this is the same person the sinners and the, <laughs> right, and the, and right. the publicans okay. i know what you meant yeah so he had dinner with them and the religious people were like what's he doing why is he with those people they're the sinners right that's who came, jesus came for right you know and then you have people uh that oh oh i've never sinned i've never had a problem i've never done drugs or smoked a cigarette or anything well you know matthew 2312 and so whoever shall exalt himself shall be abased yeah and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted i admit i'm a sinner i was a wretched horrible sinner um i'm 
not as bad now. I don't have, I don't, <laughs> I am the chief sinner amongst you. Yes. <laughs> that was the thing that I excelled at. I don't practice sin. I don't chase after sin the way that yeah, I used right, to. Right. But you know, Jesus was always available to the people. Like I said, the, the Samaritan woman, the, uh, if Jesus wasn't among the people, the prostitute that brought the box of ointment and poured over his head and washed, washed his feet with her tears, she would have never been able to get there. I mean, no. it be that close. No. And sometimes, and we were talking to someone, I can't recall who it was. Oh, I think it was um, Will from Texas. Yeah. He was talking about, it was like pulling teeth to try to get a, you know, a, a meeting with a preacher and you right. know, they're so they have all they're insulated. Yeah. They have these layers and layers yeah. and, you know, and you have to go through this and that and everything. They, they want to, well, well I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> uh, they, they want to be, you know, they put themselves on a pedestal and people just man uh, keep them up there. They just, whatever. So anyway. we've been taught for such a long time in society that yeah. people that are important are, in front of us. Yeah. Politicians, teachers. I mean, at classes you go to, everybody sits right. in the masses and there's one person we all look at. Yeah. And well, ed- education and religion are the same as in the way that, yeah. you know, we're told we're, we're taught to be followers. We're taught to be obedient to men. Yeah. We're taught to, you know, and then the people that we're obedient to or we're listening to or we're following they don't point us to Jesus and be like, no, don't follow me that closely. Look right. to Jesus. Right. You know, because they want all the the glory and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I was thinking I was thinking this the other day, man. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure these folks don't listen. So it's safe. <laughs> they say whatever. It doesn't matter. And in a month, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Uh, so it, it's interesting, right? Like you and I, we we had we were talking to somebody one time. Uh, that was, I guess, confused about their Christianity, uh, to say the least. But so anyways, my, my wife and I had my ex-wife and her fiance over a couple of times for cookout. And, uh, I, I don't know why I was thinking this. And I asked, I asked my son this, uh, I asked Lucas, our 12 year old. I said, I said, Hey, Prior to coming to know Christ and, and going to church, how often do you, have you had you ever looked at a Bible? He said, never. Right. You know, like, well, I said, well, you're in a Catholic school. He's like, yeah, we study faith, but we don't ever we don't ever look through the Bible. Right. They tell us, yeah. you know, they talk to us and teach us. But I got to thinking in all the times uh, in my I think it was 18 years, I was married to my ex-wife who was a practicing Catholic, went to mass. Uh, well, you know, the, the important ones, 4th of July, <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez, uh, okay. I'm going to get in so much trouble. But anyways, uh, she never, she didn't own a Bible. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, uh, and I was watching this thing the other day and they were like, yeah, that's not, you, you know, it was it, back then it was taught like they didn't give you a Bible. And even, you you know this, even historically like Bibles weren't handed out. You didn't want people to know the word of God. Exactly. You know, it was dangerous to give them yeah. that power, you know? And, exactly. and I was thinking, you know, uh, in, in Catholicism, you, how many, and I would be interesting to know, interested to know this, how many Catholics, not let alone Christians, you know, Baptist and whatever, how many 
Catholics actually read their Bible and how many Christians actually read their Bible. Because right. now that I think about it, I was married to a Catholic for 18 years, never saw a Bible, never. And her parents either never saw it. Right. They never, they didn't walk in to this huge Catholic church in town. I mean, huge bro packed out on on mass Wednesdays and whatever packed out. I mean, right. there's parking near the street. I don't see people walking in with a Bible. Yeah. They're not saying, Hey, turn to first John chapter one. Right. Like nobody's doing that. They look up front and the guy goes through the whole, you know, whatever it is, you know, breaking the things, the bread and, and all this stuff, singing the weird Latin song. And then nobody opens a Bible. Yeah. Uh, so it's just interesting to me. Where is Christ among that? Yeah. He's not there. And actually I, I don't know the number The I don't know where it's at in the Bible, but you know, Jesus said, People perish. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Yes. Yes. Right there. They, right. If they don't know it for themselves. And honestly, you know, it's a horrible thing to say, but I believe that there are a lot of churches, a lot of preachers out there that depend on people not knowing the word of God. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, we can just <laughs> tell them whatever and, and they'll buy it. They'll eat it up, you know, and hey, it, bring it, your checkbook. It. <laughs> Well, and I don't say this, that wasn't a church comment for all the ones that, you know, are like, oh, here they go again. <laughs> it, that right. wasn't a church comment. That was no. just, I'd, it, in order to understand the will of God, to understand and to put Jesus among you, you have to read God's word. Yeah, absolutely. The other stuff, man, you know, I mean, I, it's, it's like somebody saying, well, you know, uh, while you're gone, what are you going to do with your car? Who it's a material. It's a secondary issue. Right. Like I don't care about that. Yeah. The other stuff, like, you know, like somebody talking about, well, baptism's important. Tongues isn't around healing hands. I'm not worried about all that, bro. Right. Like get in your Bible, understand and read the word of God and rely on the Holy spirit, which right. is another episode all on its own. If you'll do that, you'll, you'll be there. Like you'll be in touch. Yeah. But if you're not doing, if you're not cracking open your Bible and reading it and looking for direction from God every day, right. what are you doing? Exactly. You know, you're listening to a bunch of yahoos on podcasts like us. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, man. you know, I, I found it very, very interesting when you brought this up because, you know, Jesus walked among the people, but he is among us now yeah. when we're in the word and, you know, when we abide in him. Yeah, definitely. And he answers when we call out if we're a sinner to for him to save us. But yeah. as far as if we're living in sin and and calling out to him, he's not going to be among us. He's not going to answer our prayers no. you know, for anything other than saving us. And that starts the relationship. But, you know, like in Matthew 19, the rich young ruler asked, what shall I do to have eternal life? Right. And Jesus told him, you know, sell all that you have. And follow me. Right. And, you know, and that was that that would have been the beginning of his relationship with Jesus Christ to to follow him. But he he didn't want to do that. But here here's my point. He answered him. Yeah. He was among him. He he was available to that man for him for Jesus to answer. Jesus didn't blow him off. He didn't ignore him. He didn't change the subject, you know, to fishing or to the fish mailbox or whatever. He right. answered his question. Right. Right. He didn't blow him off. And that's so important because nowadays it's so hard 
to get a man to answer your question. Yeah. But Jesus is always there and he will answer. But we need to know how to get in contact with them. And church. Okay. So Jesus is the bread of life. Yeah. Churches should be the bread basket. You should be able to learn how to establish a relationship with Jesus Christ. Just not go in there, say a prayer and Hey, you're good to go. See you next week. You know, so it's become very ritualistic and, and very ritu- ritualistic. And Jesus isn't always among those groups of people. Right. You know, I would challenge, you know, and I, every time I say the word challenge, my, I hear my brother saying, bro, you shouldn't challenge people. I'm like, <laughs> what? what are you talking about? You know, when I, I, when I think about this, I think here's how my mind works, man, cause I got time. I sit there and I think about how many, how many truly people of God, right? Like people that profess to say, you know, they're in church, they're reading, they're praying there. How many of them are truly, really praying? How many of them yeah. are taking the time all the time? to put their, their face at the feet of Jesus, yeah. uh, to pray, to weep, to, uh, to read their Bible, you know, to take the time out and actually read through it when they seek help for trouble, you know, they, are they going to God's word? Uh, are they trying to make decisions based on what God would have them do? Like how many people truly are of God in that manner? Uh, and I really struggle with that, dude. I struggle with, and I'm not, it's not, I'm not comparing. It, it's a knowledge I'd like to know because I worry about are people just complacent in their, in their Christianity. Uh, have you ever heard the term succession planning? No. So uh, I heard this term a long time ago because I, I kind of grew up in uh, corporate retail uh, in that environment and not in the corporate world in the beginning, but my later years were spent corporately in, re- in uh, retail, but I always heard succession planning. And it meant that you would teach people how to be better at something than yourself. So that, so it was more, uh, it was better for your job yeah. because they would just take care of it. You know, they were yeah. doing things. You didn't want to find something that you always had to keep at bay because you did more work. If they didn't know how to do stuff, they were, you know, you were always having to show them and, and do stuff. And my brother and I talk about his job all the time. And you want to find you all, you should always want to put somebody in position that will perpetuate the goal of your company or whatever, even if you own the company, you know, I mean, I can only imagine in your business, you didn't want to have to have somebody call you all the time and say, Hey, Alan, uh, how do I cut this size tree or how do I ma- ma- manage this or do maintenance on it? If you train that person, you get less phone calls. Yeah. You didn't have to do much. You could say, man, that guy, he's on the spot, man. Right. And in the, the reason I think about that is Matthew four nineteen, And he, he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He didn't say, follow me and I'm going to show you how to catch fish. Right. right. I'm going to show, I'm going to do all the work and you'll just sit back and watch. He didn't right. say that. Right. He said, follow me and I'm going to make you catch the fish. Right. You're going to go out and you're going to perpetuate the gospel. You're going right. to go out and talk about how people can find their faith in me and be saved. It yeah. wasn't, a, it wasn't, they weren't looking to him for all the answers. He was teaching them how to go out and teach other people. He was going to make 
he was he was going to disciple them to make disciples, to make disciples, to make disciples. It was a never ending. Well, it was intended to be a never ending, never man fulfilling, never man focused uh, uh, theology. Right. It, it was a it was a Jesus Christ theology. It wasn't a man theology, a man made theology. We made it that way. Right. But he was going to make us all fishers of men. Yeah. And now what did we do? We got so far from Jesus Christ. We think we know how to do all the fishing. We don't need him. Absolutely. But you know, that's, that's very interesting that you bring that up. Succession planning. That's, that's a great um, idea because we should always be finding somebody that's better than us to do everything. But here's the thing. Preachers want to take that role. Yeah. They want to be the look, the go-to person, yeah, come, the person come to everyone me. looks come to at me. me. We already have the person. Yeah. We already have the Holy Spirit that will guide people. <laughs> right. They don't need to come to us for the rules right. because the Holy Spirit will guide them. You know, and we are to be fishers of men. And here's the thing. Here's another thing that ties in with what I had just said. We it's our job to catch the men. It's our job to to help people lead them to Christ. Yeah, but Jesus will clean them. All we have to do is catch them. He will yeah. clean them. Yeah, the yeah. the Holy Spirit will clean them. We don't have to clean them. We don't have to give them a list of rules. We don't have to do all that stuff. Yeah, I don't have to go check up on them. Make exactly. sure they're living their life the and right if way. More, if more preachers were among the people and help them grow into a relationship with Jesus Christ and, um, and I'm not saying only the preachers, but you know, you know what I'm saying? The oh, disciples yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. But if they would help them grow into a relationship with Jesus Christ and teach them how to be sensitive to the Holy spirit, yeah, their job would be so much easier. They wouldn't have to be the go-to person. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't have to, you know, have the rule book and have people signing contracts and, you know, where were you at on Sunday? And did you they, did you check in on your? Did you make sure that was okay with the preacher? Yeah, exactly. You don't have to do that. The Holy Spirit will lead people, <laughs> guide people. Listen, man, we said this the other day. Do you know why pastors make unannounced visits? Because nobody would be there if they called ahead. Yeah. I mean, I know it sounds funny and it's not funny, but a lot of times they will, they'll show up because they don't want to take a chance that you're not going to be there. Cause if you, if you call and say, Hey, I'm going to stop by in about 30 minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just getting ready to run to the grocery store. (laughs) I'm headed out right now. And it shouldn't be that way. The man of God should be a man of God. Yeah. And that should be something you look forward to. And I say that just as a funny little, a funny little, whatever. Uh, because a lot of experiences aren't always like that, but <clears throat> I will say this and I say this all the time and, and my writing style doesn't really, doesn't really show sometimes the indignation I have towards people and what they've done to Christianity. But, and because I, I don't want to, <laughs> I want to make people sound like I complain all the time, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it very clearly and you can check yourself or do whatever. And I don't mean you, Alan. I mean, anybody that's listening to this, just ask yourself the question. If God is not at the center of everything you do, then where is he? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very simple. I mean, you and I fall short every day and we admit that. And man, dude, I struggle. I struggle in ways, man, I can't even, there's just ways I struggle. 
But I ask, I ask myself that question and I know I have to put him back there. But if you're going out willy nilly every day and you're not reading your Bible or you read your Bible enough to make you feel better about it, you really need to ask yourself, is Christ among me? Am I among him? Yeah. Like, am I, am I putting him? Because if, if he's not in the front of your life, if he's not, you have put him behind you. It is not, there is no other way. There's no other, you can't, there's just no other way to explain it. If we've said it before, not, you know, and I get very passionate about it. If you're, if you're spending, you know, less than half of your time that you're breathing and awake, thinking about other stuff or doing other stuff other than putting your thoughts and your mind in front of Christ. And I'm not talking about what you've been trained to do, what you've been indoctrinated to do. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about you yourself with the Lord, you and Christ. I'm not talking about going out there and so other people can see you talking to somebody and handing out tracks and doing all that stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you and your time with God, whether it's in his word or in prayer uh, or on your face somewhere, your, you and your time amounts to more than everything else that you're doing. Whether it's your ministry, your testimony, uh, your discipleship. If you're not out discipling somebody, what are you doing? I mean, I'm not trying to call people out, but if you're not sharing with your family every day, and you're not having Christ-centered conversations, Christ is, he, he's not among you. Right. Like he's not. If you go three, four days, uh, you know, Sunday to Wednesday, Wednesday to Sunday, even longer, uh, what are you doing? Like, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to be mean, but at the same time, there will be a day when you stop breathing. Yeah. There will be a, that that day will come, whether you have a horrific accident, whether your heart stops, whether you get an aneurysm or whether it's your time to go uh, naturally in some other way, peacefully, whatever it is. When that happens, it, there is nothing else you can do. There's nothing else you can do. Exactly. You, you will stand in front of Christ, in front of God at the judgment seat. And yeah, I got some stuff to account for in my past, but I've been forgiven of all that since I turned my, my life over to him. So going forward, we should be, we should be fighting for the kingdom of God. Right. I don't know what, I don't know what's happening, man. It's just, <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. Because, I'm sorry, bro. This nah, is, but that's it. You know, I understand. I, I get watch that people all way. the time say they're Christians, but I don't see Christ among them. No, no, absolutely not. And you know, when Jesus walked the earth, he, he did meet people where they are and yeah, yeah. he will meet us where we are. Yeah. And he will clean us up. We don't have to clean up because he he changes. We can't change on our own. And we talk about this all the time. The Ten Commandments are only in place to show us we can't do it on our own. Yeah. You know, definitely. So, yeah, it is proved. <laughs> Jesus was interested in meeting people on common ground, you know, and the people didn't, like I said, they didn't have to change first before they met him. But now the the concept of being a Christian, becoming a Christian is, well, you need to clean up your life, you know. Yeah, right. You need to right. you need to abide in what we say and all this stuff. I say it all the time. The Holy Spirit will lead us, guide us, clean us up, direct us, yeah, and everything when we're sensitive to that. But what you know and here's what I uh, I wanted to add to that is we, and I've said it before, 
we fill our days, we fill our lives with so much stuff. Yeah. And then if we have a spare minute, it's like, oh, well, what else can I do? Oh, <laughs> you know, let me go pray. We're, we yeah. feel that well. Uh, or something else. Yeah. Not even including that. Exactly. Right. And we, we fill up all of our, we fill up all of our time and everything so much so that the Holy Spirit doesn't have any room to communicate with us because we're so full and busy and and distracted and everything. Well, when we slow down and we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, that's when everything changes because a lot of churches only add to that list of things to do. You know, yeah. they only make yeah. it more um yeah more difficult, more distracting, distracting. Yes. You know, there was this, there was this, uh, guy, it's been a couple of years now. I I worked with this guy. He had been a, you know, a long time employee at the sheriff's office. Uh, I think he retired at 30, 35 years. And I don't really talk about my past. This I think first time I've ever even brought it up, but, uh, anyways, he had worked there. I think he retired as, uh, I want to say a major, New regime came in. I think they busted him down because new regimes do that. Yeah. So anyways, he retired uh, and he wasn't, he wasn't gone long. Actually, I don't think, no, he didn't retire yet. He was clo- He was close to retiring. That's what it was. My wife coached their family, uh, all the kids pretty much, except for the little boy in soccer for a long time. They went to her school. She coached them. Uh, I knew him at work. We didn't really, uh, he didn't really communicate a lot. He was upper tier, you know I mean? He was up, up at the top of the ladder. Right. Uh, but he had come here a couple of times for soccer, uh, banquets and stuff that we hosted here at the end of the year. Right. Uh, and he was a good dude, man. Talked to him all the time, you know, knew of him. He knew me small agency, but anyways, long story short, uh, he came home one day and was saying he was having stomach pains. This guy was a a physical fitness fiend, man. Yeah. I mean, he was fit for his age. You know, he had to be, I'd say late forties, early fifties. He was fit, man. Uh, I mean, I mean, he was fit anyway. So I'd see him working out all the time man, doing CrossFit at, at the gym at work and running like a fiend, man. He was just, he was, he was a fit dude. Anyways, came home one day, I guess, and, and complained about stomach pains and uh, so anyways, he, it got to the point where he had to go to the doctor. Well, he gets there and they're like, Hey, we, we need to do surgery ends up. He had cancer and it was, it was bad. Like, yeah. I mean, I just, I guess he just didn't know. And uh, you know, so they called his wife and I'm probably not getting the story hundred percent. Right. But uh, anyways, within a few days he died. You're right. Uh, you know, and he had uh, at least I know of, it was the two girls and the little boy. But, you know, I was thinking so and the whole reason I tell this story, because, listen, I could I could just say the thing I was thinking and then everybody would be like, why is he thinking? Of? But do you think that that wife probably thought at that moment that she lost her husband? You know, man, I wish I would have blank, blank, blank. Right. Uh, with him. Or I wish I would have said blank, blank, blank. Right. What do you think? A, what do you think is going to happen to the lost? when they meet that judgment, right? Uh, you know, they won't be thinking a whole lot. It's their soul, right? Absent the mind, but they'll feel, uh, it's not going to be absent torment. And what do you think the saved are going to think at that moment? Man, I wish I would have loved on more people. Yeah. I wish I would have 
talk to more people about Christ. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that, that, and I just, I'm putting it in perspective because all of us are faced at different times with different things, good and bad. We have these great hills, man, mountains of happiness and success in our life. And then we have these deep valleys of remorse and regret and, you know, people just have to realize that Christ has got to be in the middle of all of it. Absolutely. Did you watch Schindler's List? Yeah. Yeah. That's a tongue twister, huh? Yes. Don't say that fast. (laughs) So anyway, at the end, at the very end, it's like a, a long movie, but at the Mm -hmm. very end, I believe he's holding a gold pen or something. He's, he's holding something. He's like, Oh, you know, this would have been two more people or another person or because he saved like thousands of Jews, a couple thousand or whatever. Yeah. And, that was his thought at the end, you know, Oh, I had this one possession right here. This could have been one have more sold, person, right? yeah. you know, that I could have saved from, from the Holocaust. Well, I imagine we're going to be like that at the yeah. end of our lives. We're going to be like, or if we're not, we should even now be like, um, you know, one more soul. I could have helped one more soul. We can't save them, no. but we can lead one more person to Jesus yeah. Christ. And it all comes from being among the people as well. You know, because in uh, John chapter eight, when the scribes and the Pharisees brought the uh, the the woman cult caught in adultery, yeah, you know, and they said, according to Moses' law, she should be stoned. And then in verse seven, Jesus said, he that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone yeah. and everyone left. And, but, and the reason I bring that up is because today the religious organizations are full of people yeah. that they look down on that person. Oh, I can't believe that person would do that. Or that person looks like that. Or that person is involved in that activity or whatever. We have to be among those people. We don't need to join in their sin. Yeah. We don't need to. No. Right. We don't need to continually hang out with those people if they're not ever going to change. Or we we don't need to be going to the bar and drinking all night to try to convert them over to, you know, yeah. seeing. That's, yeah. I mean, there's just some stuff that is just silly. That's ludicrous. But we need to be, we need to get off of our pedestals talking to myself as well. I mean, I do go talk to to people that are less fortunate than I, and, and I, you know, try to converse with people that definitely have a lot worse than I, and, and, and bring up Jesus Christ, talk to them about Jesus. But, you know, there's, do I take all the opportunities that I could, you know, is, could I, what, what else could I do? What else could, what could I give up to have that one more person turn their life to Jesus Christ? I think a lot of times too in prayer and I find myself doing this more. I mean, I pulled away from social media and I actually talked to my wife this morning. I was like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a distraction, but, and, and the only reason I bring that up is because I, I don't think the prescription is that we 
that we, we put ourselves in front of other people for the sake of people seeing what we're doing for Christ. Right. That's not the prescription. Doing for Christ is the prescription. Like doing, spreading the gospel, planting the seeds uh, back when we started this and, and talked about a lot of things with the gospel. Uh, that's, that's the prescription. I think what happens is, I mean, I, I would, I would dare to say, you know, I mean, on a, you know, on a weekly basis, I, you know, I ask God to, you know, show me what you want me to do for you. Right. You know, tell me, tell me. And, and I think a lot of times you have to be careful with that. And I don't mean you have to, but I think people are careful. They're cautious. They don't want to, they don't want to know what God wants for their life. They don't want to say, Hey, uh, if you want me to go to X, Y, Z, send me. Yeah. Yeah, They don't want to do that. They don't want to, they, you know, they'll pray comfortably. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for this blessing. Um, you know, I pray for the safety of, or I pray for the health of, you know, it's a very cautious prayer, right? It's when you, when you jump into show me your will for my life, uh, show me how put the people in front of me that you want me to interact with on your behalf. We, we become the submissive servant to the Lord, not, you know, this person that just talks about whatever. And, you know, you, we should make ourselves available. If, if Christ is truly among us, we should be making ourselves available to that great resource that we have yeah. with him being in the middle of our life. It should strengthen our faith. It should uh, bring us courage and encourage us. It should help us to disciple people. I think when we get to the point, man, where we're just too comfortable and complacent, uh, it doesn't, it's not Christianity anymore. It's some worldly, whatever. Uh, it's just not, it's just not Christianity. Yeah. The way I see it. No, you're absolutely right. Actually, I had written this down. There are more religious people than Christians. Yeah, I believe that. Yep. Yep. And there's a, yep. their churches are full of religious people that check the boxes and, they and you like you said you know they pray those safe prayers <clears throat> and honestly i mean i i've been there too yeah um, me too because me too. i'm like i don't really want to be sent to africa or something you know right. or whatever right. um so I, i've been cautious but i need to be less cautious and and do more i was trying to i'm trying to look this thing up i read it in uh in Luke nine, and I don't know, I hate to say, I don't know the context and I don't know if I read it, if you'll, if you remember the context of it, but, uh, anyway, so I'm going to, I'm going to read from, uh, uh, where was this at man where he talks about, oh man, and lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him. Teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him, hardly departeth from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. 
and as he was he, and as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they wondered every one at all things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, let these sayings sink down into your ears for the son of man shall be delivered into the hands of men. But they understood not this saying, and it was hid from them that they perceived it not, and they feared to ask him what it, you know, what it meant of the saying. Then there arose a reasoning among them, which of them should be greatest. And Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a child and set uh, him, set the child by him, and said unto them, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name receiveth me, and whosoever shall receive me receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you, the same shall be great. So, you know, and when I when I read these verses, right, like Jesus sits this child down next to him and says, this is the least among all of you. And he is the greatest because he, you know, Jesus healed based on faith. Right. You know, I mean, almost every story in the Bible ba- uh, based on healing was based because people had faith. Your faith has healed you, you know, uh, go about your way is pretty much how he ended yeah. most of his encounters where he healed somebody. Right. And in this case, he's trying to tell the disciples who after rebuking the devil. Right. And they're, they're like, we don't understand the story, Lord. And when this happens, then he says, the least among you shall be great. Like you don't understand, like you don't have to be great to be great. Exactly. (laughs) You just have to be humbled. Yeah. You know? So I just, that story to me, man, is always like, he sets a child down next to him that he just rebuked the devil from. And they're worried about how it happened. Yeah. Not about the greatness of Jesus Christ. No. So anyways, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could go on yeah, forever, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there are so many examples of, of Jesus been among the people. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it's just so important for us to realize that he is among us when we're one of his children. Yeah. Yeah. And, and worry about what's important. Really. You know, when we're following him. Yeah. Or we're one of God's children. Yeah. So. Read your Bible. Pray. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Well, you guys enjoy your day. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks. And have a blessed day. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.